You're listening to The Swingdom, the champion podcast of the year. Two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given, with your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. No. Nope. Do I have coffee? What's wrong? Do I, I've got I have water. Coffee. I need I need water. I need something to watching the match till two o'clock in the morning. Ugh. So you're telling me you didn't catch uh the tiger slam afterwards? No. I didn't, really, like, I didn't remember to record it. Um, uh, I didn't I don't want you either. What I've gotta do is um yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay, I'm ready now. Are you? Yep. You ready? I'm awake. Okay. You're listening to The Swingdom, the champion podcast of the year. Two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given, with your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. Good morning and welcome to the Swingdom. My name is Ben Ridner and I'm a 10.4 handicap. Um, I play Cobra Clubs with a bit of Cleveland's. I'm here with my golfing buddy, Gunnar Kane. He's an eight handicap. Um, he plays Titleist Clubs and he's got some Cobra drivers in the bag, multiple. He needs them as an eight handicap. Yeah, I have actually four drivers in the bag. Nice. Nice. I was thinking about putting, I think we talked about this last year. I'm thinking about putting two putters in the bag. Yeah, I think it's fair. You can. Yeah. Get rid of my 67 degree wedge. I want one. <laughs> I, saw, I saw one that was 72 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, that's obnoxious, but I want to I use it. 72? Yeah, it's, it's I've flat. got one that's like, it's 95 degrees, and all you do is skull it 300 yards. <laughs> that's fantastic doesn't no, even how make are sense. you i'm i'm good i'm tired we watched the match last night but we'll do that we'll talk about that much much later um oh, it was fun it was just long and i think that's gonna be my number one complaint about the whole thing is just how long it was oh it's my number one complaint it's also my number two three and four complaints but they just I they have, just yeah i'm with you yeah i have a different fifth complaint but that's no big deal i'm gonna say my first two complaints are about how long it is and then my third complaint was about playing quality uh, that was a positive for me okay <laughs> <laughs> so we'll definitely get into it i mean it's my it's my first positive is playing quality but it's also my third negative Oh, well, hey, as long as you're evening it out, yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's the news. Duh, duh. I wish I had a news button. It's the news. To... It's... it's the news. News. News, 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 news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What have we got in the news this week, Gunner? All right, so uh, I don't know if you've read any of these these things, but they're they're actually a couple of my favorites. I probably have read them all. Yeah, you probably have. Yeah. But these are my two favorites. So okay. Ad, we have Adam Scott in the news this yes. week. So Adam Scott says, "You know what, guys? I'm probably not coming back because I think your uh, coronavirus plan." 
uh, on the PGA Tour is not up to snuff. And if you can't if you can't test everybody two three times a day every day it's still not going to be safe. So I'm probably not coming back. And we've I, talked a lot about it. I agree uh, with about, them. about the efforts. Yeah. But I agree with them. Trying to take. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, let me, not, let me rephrase to... that. I don't agree. It's not that I, I agree or don't agree with him. I, I feel what he's saying. Absolutely. I can't fault him for feeling that way. No, it's, we we've talked about a million coronavirus tests. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming that Adam Scott says I want a it, half a million of them for myself. It, make it five million, <laughs> and we might be okay. Yeah, which is unrealistic, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's unrealistic. I mean, I think the other thing is so is I don't know if they say this or not, but is Adam Scott traveling in from Australia, or is he is he live is he a U.S. mainstay at this point? You know, I didn't see where he was staying officially. My, yeah. I would think maybe he was in Australia, mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't think that mattered. I don't think the travel's an issue for him. I think it's, I think it's safety. Yeah, and I think he's he's saying, and I like this. I like this train of thought. Yeah, it's it's all do do everything or don't do it at all. Don't, yeah. don't don't come don't up have, to the edge of everything. Yeah, exactly. Don't half do it. Do a hundred percent or do zero percent and keep everybody safe. Yeah. The other thing about Adam Scott is that he is he if he catches it in let's say Okeechobee, Florida, or wherever it is they're playing that week. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like he's got to be quarantined in a hotel in that place for two weeks which he just mm -hmm. thinks is going to be miserable i'm with him like you can't like if you get coronavirus out on tour it's not like you can fly home nope like you're stuck in a hotel you're stuck you're stuck where you are and i think that's sort of like the that's advantage right. that like mls and mlb and nba and all those guys are talking about having like a sanctuary city where like if somebody gets it, it's like, okay, you move from this hotel to this hotel, but everybody's sort of staying. I think the thing they're saying about MLS and NBA is that like everybody's going to get it, but if they're all going to get it, they all might as well be in the same place so we can take the best care of them. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen enough to, uh, on the ideas. Yeah, MLB keeps of, coming like, out with like baseball them. and NBA. I, I don't. I haven't seen enough to like form a solid opinion on the two. They're basically but, just they're the main idea is to create like a bubble town. Yeah, but like, that's 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 everybody basically all I've seen. For everybody, and that's like that's all anybody's talked about. But I think what you're then saying is everybody in the bubble is going to get it because it's impossible to keep out, except Rudy Gobert. Yeah, so. So I think, and you can't do that on tour because you do travel. Like they're sort of saying, okay, we're going to set up like a bubble village in this town for a week. And then we're going to set up a bubble village in this town for a week. And I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they're yeah. all of these, all of these sports corporations are basically saying, all right, we're going to work. We're going to work on this herd mentality thing and let you let the rest of you know how well it goes. Yeah. What are you going to do? Shut down a, a, a resort course and just play out the season at one course. Yeah, actually, I not, really a, not a bad idea. Not a, I mean, go to the Bahamas. Not a bad idea. <laughs> Take over a whole island.
Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, so then we've got Adam Scott doing that. In the same vein, we have Lee Westwood, who I think he's, I'm pretty sure he's not coming to the U.S. Open at Winged Foot this year. And mm-hmm. that's because he doesn't want to do six weeks of travel for one tournament. He doesn't want to have to fly to the U.S., do two weeks of quarantine, prep for the tournament for two weeks, and then go back to the U.K. and do two weeks of quarantine in the U.K. Plus, he's got a um, he's got a prior engagement with the European Tour. He's, he's hosting an event in the U.K. And I think mm-hmm. if he goes to the U.S. Open – uh, the week of, one of the weeks of quarantine is he's going to actually miss his event. So he sort of has to choose. He's got to choose sort of which tour he's more loyal to at the moment. Right now, it seems like that is the European tour, which I'm okay with. I see them both sort of almost on equal footing. I like watching them both. I think they both have really, really good players. Yeah. Well, and God forbid Lee Westwood actually catches the virus and is out of commission for up to 21 days. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not a like, – I get it. Like, it's not a risk that a lot of these guys are willing to take. Like, it does no, – it's starting I, to remind me more and more of the Zika virus, it, you know, at the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you know what? Good for Adam Scott for standing up for himself yeah. and anybody else on tour who might have the same feelings who are just kind of weary about opening their mouths about it. Yeah. Now they've got somebody to fall behind. No, and, it's, it's, and it, is, it is easier for a star player of an entire continent – who's got yeah. a green jacket to come out and say, look, like I'm comfortable where I am. I can ride this out for a year. I get if you're a corn fairy player or if you're a PGA tour, a PGA tour player trying to make it on exemptions, mm-hmm. like it is a little bit different. Like you're sort of like risk reward, but I imagine 10 guys, 20 guys out of the top 60 are just going to say, Hey, we'll, we'll wait this out a year. Yeah, yeah. Call us when you're back for good. Yeah. Uh, Adam Scott is showing himself to be a leader here, and and on the point of the corn fairy players and the exemption status players, you don't. We still don't know what if there's going to be any forgiveness for these players if they're going to say, "Look, you weren't going to. You're here on exemptions." and you weren't going to get your card back unless you did A, B, and C, but we see that it's kind of impossible for you to do B and C. Even though you've already done A, we'll, get, we'll let you go another year. The, I mean, this season might just be a wash in the rules, in the, yeah. in, in the regulations for full card status on the PGA Tour. We don't we don't know though because they haven't they haven't come out. I mean, like our our motor vehicle division here in our state has an exemption that you know if your if your registration on your car is yeah. expired, you you get ninety more days. Yeah. So you know we we haven't heard any exemptions from any of these PGA Tour Corn Ferry. Symmetra, yeah. LPJ. We haven't we haven't heard any of those. You know, if they are going to provide any forgiveness to the players. No. So it's a it's a wait and see. But I think this is a good idea on Adam Scott's part to say, Hey, look, I'm not going to do it. And if you guys want to be just like me, stand up for yourself. Yeah. I mean, the other side of this. Are you Are you ready for this one? Uh, let me hear it. 
the other side of this is that um the charles schwab challenge at colonial mm-hmm. the first tournament back on june 11th right it's june 11th i always get this date sort of right is, you get it is, sort of right yes is going to be the most stacked it's ever been you've got world number one rory <laughs> mcelroy dustin johnson is going to be there brooks kepka is going to be there the infamous patrick reed will be in there building sandcastles um they're giving this a ton of world ranking points these guys are ready to go play golf they Absolutely. seem to they seem to be in the opposite boat of adam scott which is risk the the risk is worth the reward let's get out there and play let's let's figure out how to do this safely on the fly let's let's come up with a plan as it's happening which is super weird because adam scott is not worth anywhere near rory mcelroy no those four guys by themselves are you know what i mean they're (laughs) just yeah it's crazy they're they're superstars and it's like the charles schwab challenge like I've heard I know what it is. I've heard of it. I'm excited for it. It's at Colonial. But like it is it's a mid-season between the majors. Like not everybody shows up for this thing. And now for the it's first a, time ever, it's huge. Yeah, it's a week filler. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's a placeholder on on one of the weeks because they it's don't want to have a like, bunch of weeks yeah. off. I'm on the couch on Sunday and Isadora's like, hey, what are you watching? I'm like, you can change it. It's just it's just the Charles Schwab challenge. Yeah, and now it's must-see TV. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with watching a 1,000 Charles Schwab commercials as long as I get <laughs> to see some actual golf because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the biggest advertisement for Charles Schwab in a while, just like this has been. So please, Charles Schwab, send us your money. Thank you, Charles Schwab. Yep. See what Chuck can do for you. The man, the myth, the legend. Yep. All right. That's, that's, that's the COVID news section. What's, what's the next news section? All right, so this is really good, and I've had a lot of fun with this one. Um, so <laughs> Justin Rose, yeah. who uh, in 2018, the end of 2018, signed a multi-year deal with Hanma Golf. Which makes okay. sense, because like mm-hmm. 2016, he, is, he wins the Olympic gold. Yes. He's got a major under his belt. He's in he's, – he is – a top three player out of England. I don't, I don't know about ever, but he's certainly one of the top, like the top three players out of England right now are probably Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood, and and Lee Westwood. Yep. So to have one of those guys be your brand ambassador. Yeah. So it was a really good deal for Hanma. Yeah, Justin Rose signs a multi-year deal. Well, this week, just a couple days ago, mm-hmm. um, I think it was Thursday, announced a mutual split between Justin Rose and Hanma Golf. Yeah, uh, Hanma's statement. I don't have the. I don't have either one of their full statements in front of me. But Hanma, yeah, I mean, state, they were mutual. Han, it, yeah. Now, what I what I appreciate from Look, the it's, two is it's not it, me. It's it's not me. It's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's it's me. Right. It's not you. It's me. But they <laughs> both. Well, so Justin Rose's um, statement kind of reads, "It's not you. It's me." Hanma's statement kind of reads, "No, it's definitely you." Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I get that. I get this that. This is this is on you, Rosie. Uh, he was a tailor-made guy. 
He was so he was a tailor made guy. He was yeah. really great with tailor made too. He yeah, did a he lot was of, really good with tailor made. Back then, yeah, it was like him. Of, and, it was him, Sergio, and Dustin were like the three tailor made guys. Yeah, a lot of banger commercials too. A lot of yeah. great ad spots. Yeah. A lot of great like just like visual advertisements. Three. Yeah, it was now fantastic. There's like ten of them, and you don't know. You know, you're sort of like, oh, great, it's another. Let's watch him drive it 400 yards and call it a commercial. Right. And so Hanma says, look, we're still, uh, we're, we're leading, we're leading the, um, the league here in club speeds and yada, yada, this, that, and the other thing. They said, thank you. They said, thank you to Justin for being an ambassador. Justin Rose says, I really appreciate being able to help you guys out with your club development. That's basically all he says. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. He does say that. And and I get that. And he won his second tournament with Han McGolf clubs Mm. in the bag. Yeah. But even his most recent tournament before all of this started, uh, before coronavirus uh, started, was there was no Han McClubs in his bag at all. So this is this has been happening for a while. Everything I've seen has says that. Yeah, this has been on the way. Yeah, my thought is is that Hanma Golf isn't worth worth the price you pay. And Justin Rose um, is tired of hawking a brand that nobody's interested in. I think and that's I, the biggest issue. Yeah, and and so what from all the research that I've done into this, which isn't isn't like tech research. It's more yeah. of like looking around, seeing what people act like amateurs like us yeah. actually think about this brand. And guess what I've is, got coming? What do you got coming? The good old eye test. The good old eye test. What what I've read is um, that just off the rack Hanma clubs aren't great. Yeah. But the tour players who play Hanma golf swear by them. So it must be this differentiating factor where you, if you're on they're, tour, they're, if you're yeah, a really good player, you get the goods. If you, you want to, yeah. if you want to spend the obscene amount of money for these golf clubs it's not worth it. And yeah. that's going to, that's going to kill you. You know, it's not like, you know, Scotty Cameron putters, they have tour models, but they're, you can't find them. Well, you, so you can, you can buy the tour. They started like four grand. Yeah, but you can still buy them. But the only difference between those and the ones off the rack is they're custom built for the guy using them. Yeah. yeah. You can but also like get that done from Scotty Cameron. Yeah. Well, that's because the tour players are using them, of course. Yeah, yeah. If you want a Circle T golf club, you're looking upwards of four grand. And you don't even know if it's real because most of them are on eBay. Yeah, but the the point is, is that I play with a Scotty Cameron putter. I could put my Scotty Cameron putter in the hands of our pro and it's going to feel the same. It's just not going to function because it's not, it's not built to their custom specification. That's, that's so much harder to do with irons. And they came out as like an as like a as irons. Yeah. So but it's I just really hard is, to do as irons. This might be an issue where you see like Exio, where you see Mira, where you see Hanma's are this has already happened to them, where you see these kind of like third wheel uh club manufacturers really missing the mark when it so, comes to the general purchasers. Yeah, the thing okay, so Hanma I see that with. Exio, I'm pretty sure, is now a part of like the Cleveland, Srixon, um, 
So I think XTO has a bit more support. And then Mura is like the dream club maker. Like it's, it's, if you were, if you were to ask me, would I rather go and get fitted by Mura or would I rather go and get the extreme? Have you ever seen like the PXG fitting experience? Yes. Fantastic. For, for 60 grand, you take a private jet with three of your friends and you all get fitted and like play with professionals and just rock out for a weekend. And it's like the, it's like the craziest PXG experience you've ever, it's, it's ridiculous. So I think, um, so, so back to the point, Mira, I think Mira is, I think Mira is such a niche product. And I think their overhead is a lot lower than most of these other companies. Mm-hmm. Then I think they're fine. Um, I think Hanma's in trouble. The eye test for for Hanma, you never see them out there. No, you never see him at regular courses. Nope, um, I've never seen a Hanma golf club. Pros aren't winning with played them. by being played by some random Joe. No, yeah, and pro so pros aren't really winning with them. Mm-hmm. Like Justin Rose is, like I said, he's one of the top three golfers out of England, and he, buddy, that makes him like top twenty-five on the PGA Tour mm-hmm. of like recognizable faces. Like you want somebody yeah. in the top ten, like a hawk in your clubs. If you're a new, if you're a newish manufacturer, yeah, and I and I'm not sure that they're they're even that new. I mean. Obviously, they're they're a lot newer than TaylorMade and and Callaway. Yeah, I think they've just they've just been on the low rung. They struck gold with Justin Rose and yeah. crash and burn quickly. I mean, I think the things that Justin Rose is Justin Rose is probably missing the TaylorMade experiences that you get being a part of the TaylorMade Adidas team. Yeah, like you're just not gonna like. Would you rather party with the guys at TaylorMade or would you rather party with the guys at Hanma? Taylor made for sure. Like, hey, what's up, Tiger? Oh, you're checking out new irons. That's great. I'm checking out it. I'm checking out a new driver. Let's go to the range together, Tiger. Like, you know, hey, who else plays Hanmas other than Justin Rose? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, so that's, that that's my that's going. my first point. Okay, I don't know anybody else who plays Hanma other than Justin Rose, and they look like nice clubs. Is it like a penguin or a platypus that's on them? They've got like a cool little creature on them. It's a, it's like a, it's like a platypus. No, it's almost, I guess it looks more like, like an aardvark. Do you know what an aardvark looks like? I sure do know what an aardvark looks like. Okay. Um, so it's an aardvark. Um, but I'm ready to get off this topic. This topic is, is? this topic is boring me. I don't want to talk about Justin Rose, who I, who, who's not, in the top 10 who's not playing right now who's busy making tiktok videos at home all right that's good because i'm i was done with that anyway i'm done with the news you ready for our first read it's time for us to put down our bag and hear from our sponsors hey gunner yeah gunner what gunner huh can you not hear me I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Oh, have you thought about getting a hearing aid? I have thought quite 
long and hard about hearing aids, as a matter of fact. So if if you are anywhere near New Jersey within, let's say, a 7 to 12-hour drive, (laughs) I can tell you one of the best hearing aid specialists on the East Coast of uh, of Beltone Hearing Aid Centers, Jersey Shore Hearing Aid Centers, Joseph Ridner, he'll give you a free hearing test. Say what? You know how I know this? How? Because he's given me a free hearing test. What? Not only that, Beltone Hearing Aids has some of the best technology out there on the hearing aid market. And at Jersey Shore Hearing Aid Centers, you will get one of the fairest prices around. So. If you get the chance and are in the New Jersey area, head on down to Jersey Shore Hearing Aid Centers, Belltone Hearing Aid Specialists. Did you did you hear that? Did, hello? Uh, hello? 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 And now to your hosts, Ben Ridner at Gunner Kane. Welcome back to the Swingdom. We had real golf yesterday. I know this is two weeks in a row. I, We've I don't had know what real real golf. I don't really know what to do. It's it's almost like it's regular, uh, the regular season, but it's not not. And there's not going to be golf next week. So what are no. you? Gonna what are we going to talk? We'll talk about our own golf games for an hour and a half next week. Have you played you yet? Know, no. So this week, in the same vein as last week, it was another golf tournament for covid relief mm-hmm. which is um it's a great concept it's a very very cool it's a very great concept um this week we had tiger woods paired up with the great sheriff himself peyton manning you sure and, did and tom brady paired up with some old hack of a golfer called phil mickelson i think that's the other way around oh sorry we had Phil Mickelson, Masters champion. Stuck. Stuck. <laughs> Stuck with Tom Brady for at least 16 holes. Oh, my goodness. So we've, we talked about this earlier. We, I think there was, more, there was more negative points than positive points. But I think the positive outweighed the negative. Yes. I would agree with that. I have five points of negative, but then I have one. I have one point of positive because it was golf. That's right. So I have two points of positive. You want to do positive first or negative first? Let's do. Let's do positive first. Okay, positive. It was golf. I got to watch golf. I got to watch recognizably two of the best players of the last 20 years mm-hmm. play professional quality golf. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And it's not like, it reminded me a bit more of a major than it didn't because like we, we, we followed one group and I love that about majors where you can follow one group all day. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't have like, the regular coverage is like, oh, this guy you may have heard of sinks a 60-foot putt. That's amazing. But you're really sitting there being like, I want to see if Tiger makes a six-footer. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I want to see how close Tiger approaches or if he's going to save this scramble or what he's going to – like, that's what I want. I want to see Tiger hitting every shot. 
Yeah, I want to see. I want to see the talent level, not the not the who's the luckiest today. Yeah, we'd have been at both of that last night, so it was good. It was great seeing golf at its own, at at its high, at definitely one of its highest levels over the last two weeks. That's been really yeah. good. Like, I still think this is going to be the future of golf. I think we're going to see a lot more of these. I think if the PGL were to pick up anything from this, it would be like, all right, here's a $20 million pot. Let's go get four guys. Let's go get eight guys. Let's go get 12 guys for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's not get to 40. Who cares about 40? If we're just in it for TV money, if we're just in it for another golf league, let's stick with 16. Yeah, I think I think you actually – well, there's a lot being written about that, that very thing this – this morning yeah and late last night here on the east coast but it uh i i think you might have seen the return of exhibition golf yeah i think they figured it out a thousand percent mm-hmm. i think they still have some tweaks oh yeah but they like, but they they definitely would wherever they missed the mark last week they found it and nailed it yeah. this week yeah and i mean even though it was a tnt production which is it was a little bit strange you had Charles Barkley there commentating. Yep, Justin Ro- or uh, Justin, Justin Thomas. Thomas on yeah. the- Justin Rose is still in my head. Yeah, uh, Justin Justin Thomas walking around in the pouring rain with Amanda Balionis. I mean, they're having guys like that on the course. I'm sorry, people like that on the course. Having having Charles and having JT and Amanda. I think Amanda was playing it more like the straight like on course interviewer. Yeah. That was and, her role. Yeah, yeah. And you had, you had Trevor Immelman masters champion, 2008. Um, his job was to play it as like the straight commentator. Mm-hmm. And then you had Charles Barkley who just was talking smack to everybody, including tiger woods before it even starts. And then you've got <laughs> JT out there just doing what I would expect any kid in a candy shop would do just running around talking his mouth like talking talking out of his mouth and just 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 picking on everybody just words were coming out faster than he could think of them it was it was really good on his part yeah um so that that was another huge positive like i mean when chuck starts telling uh you know tom brady he's got swing advice for him and justin thomas says hey chuck you think you can even you know clear this bush in front of the tea like what what's happening here with you? what are you doing it, you, you know what i liked about that comment what was i'm looking at the bush which is which is only five yards in front of the tea box it's like tea box bush cart path yeah i i'm looking at that bush and i seriously thought to myself i I think more times than not, he duffs it into the bush. <laughs> like it, it was the thinker. And I, I yeah. thought, you know, you know, this is the right guy to say it to. I know at one point I was at that, I, you know, I was like, well, I really hope I at least clear that bush. Yeah. I think Charles Barkley would not clear that bush. No. All right. Let's get to the negatives and then we'll get into the match. Well, let me give you, let me give you a few positives of my own. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. I know you're Mr. Positivity, but I like um, I like being angry. I like yelling and being angry. I know, and I'm, <laughs> that's why that's why I wanted to put myself in a good place first. Good, you do that. Um, so what I really liked about this was 
the the I really like Peyton Manning. Um, I really yes. liked Phil Mickelson. Yes, I think I think Peyton Manning and Phil Mickelson were the spark that we were missing from last week, and yes. definitely played their roles that they were made for when it comes to trash talk and snide comments and just making everybody laugh. Um, What I really liked is that it was pouring down rain and they didn't quit. Yes. Because on on tour, we would have seen them quit. You would have seen, you would have seen multiple pros. I want to see more of that on tour. Begging the, the, you know, begging the marshals, hey, please shut this down. This is too much. We can't deal with it. It's like we're playing for a million. We're playing for a share of $10 million. These guys are playing for an entire $20 million. And they're not complaining about the conditions of the green because of wet. Yeah, I I really liked I really liked the self-deprecation yes. from everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think that was well placed when when needed. Um, I really liked the talking back to the commentators i really liked you know tom brady clapping back at at charles barkley the fourth wall it was incredible just to see the fourth wall broken so often oh yeah it was it was great this is what the exhibition match is supposed to be and we got to see it yeah i like the carts not just the look of the carts (laughs) i like that they used the carts and i know last week i said that wouldn't be good tv it was. Great. I was wrong. It yeah. was fantastic. It was great TV. Yeah, having the cart cams in and listening to them in between holes was great. Yeah, and it was just one on quick ten second one on ones with whoever they decided to tap into. Yeah, it was just like from 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 shot to shot, and it was worth it. Yeah, I like the roles that Tiger and Phil decided to take, and we talked about this a lot on Hot Mike. Uh, big shout out to everybody who who joined us on that. Yep. Um, Tiger Woods is taking the caddy approach, and he's a really good caddy. He yeah. is really good. Yeah. Uh, and and Phil Mickelson took the golf coach approach. Yeah. And wow, Phil Mickelson's a really good golf coach. Yeah. He knows gonna, how to talk. We we talked about that last night. We we I I wish we had seen more of that. We saw a lot of it on eighteen because on eighteen they seemed to cut out the commercial breaks. Um, that was really cool. I think the other really cool thing that they got right was like last week it was professional golfers showing off. Yes. This week it was approachable golfers struggling. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, Tom Brady, you're an eight handicap. Why aren't you taking driver off the tee? And I'm like, well, if I hit it into the trees on the first three holes, I'm hitting a pitching wedge. Yeah, I quit like, the drive. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hitting my favorite club, an eight iron, and I'm just trying to hit the fairway. And even if I'm in the sand on either side of the fairway, I'm feeling good about hitting an eight iron. Yeah, because you can find your ball. Yeah, like I'm going at that point. I'm going for a bogey. <laughs> I'm not going for birdies. Like you know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that it was approachable golf. I love that we got to make fun of the golf games of some of sports' greatest heroes. Oh yeah. Yeah, so. we got to we got to you know what my favorite part was? My favorite part of the whole match was Tom Brady duffing a chip shot on the second or third hole. 
Yeah. And it just fueled it fueled my hate for Tom Brady for the next 10 years. He doesn't he doesn't duff it. So he duffs I think he duffs one on two. Or I think it's even one. I think he duffs one on one. And then on two or three, he shanks it over the green. And then from that point on, he never uses he anything never, below a pitch. Never uses wedge. the wedge. He never just goes straight to putter. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, okay, I'm within a hundred yards. I'm using putter. And I like you can't fault him. Like I take I, that I, back. I give Tom Brady a <laughs> lot more credit for going out there and playing yeah. embarrassing golf. On like, TV. He he played my game. Like he I, played I'm, between like a 10 and 15 handicap. I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna take it all back and tell you my favorite part was actually on the driving range. Okay. Before they went to tee off. And you see Tom Brady hit one shot with his iron. He picks up his iron. He looks at it and goes, what's going on? And I yep. knew from that moment <laughs> we were in for a treat. Yeah. No, you called it. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was when, when Chuck is like, hey, Tiger. Hey, Mr. Hey, Tiger. How you, is it all right if we call you Eldrick? Mr. Woods, how you doing? <laughs> and, and one Man. of the producers you hear he in the just background says is no. like, no, no, no. One of the producers in the background is like, this isn't soundproof. He can hear you. And Chuck just turns and looks at him with his eyes wide open. He's just like, so Mr. Woods, what are you doing I, with all those golf balls? I made a mistake. I apologize. <laughs> um, so now I'm going to get to the negative stuff. Yeah, let's talk negative. All right. Number one, it was too long. Way too long. There was a rain delay. It took six and a bit hours we were into our sixth hour it took yeah. it took five we started at two it ended at five hours seven. and 20 minutes yeah yeah it was about five hours and 20 minutes um i'm not gonna you can't really go i'm not going into that any further too many commercials yeah. that that's the that's the main problem that i have is is the commercials yeah you would you know and you they're in their carts so yeah. it takes about 10 seconds to drive from I, for, I forgot that for a while. Yeah, from green to tea box. And I had said this yesterday. They're just sitting around at yeah. one point. At, I'm like, if if you're walking, I get it. Because if you're walking 300 yards, it's gonna take a three-minute commercial break. Yeah, but they didn't even play three-minute commercials. They played like six, seven minutes of commercial. Yeah. And these guys are just waiting in their beautiful carts. I imagine like they did some, they did some of the um the penalty drops like off camera because they were showing commercials and because of the commercials, we missed a ton of Phil's coaching banter and tiger's caddying banter. And a lot of the smack, like these guys are probably talking for five hours straight and we probably only got to see about an hour and a half of it, maybe two hours. Yeah. And, and, and we, you know, we would come back from a commercial break, which I'm fine with. If if they're looking for a ball, then quick do a one do a do a thirty second ad or a one minute oh, ad. You know what you would know? have been amazing? Would have just been picture in picture. Oh yeah, that would have been great. They like, they do that on the they do that on Golf Channel all the time. Yeah, like just do picture and so we can at least see what they're doing. Like they spend a lot of money on these golf carts. Even if you're just showing them in the golf carts, yeah. like you can win those golf carts. I would have just liked to have seen the golf carts. Yeah, but what they, you know, we would come back from a seven-minute commercial break, and then at the bottom of the screen, it would say, 
player challenge. So we missed the betting somewhere, somewhere in that commercial break. We, yeah. We missed Peyton, talking betting. Peyton says to Tom Brady, oh, I'll bet you $250,000. I can, I can get it closer to the pin. Yeah. And then we miss all that yeah. because they tee off. They go to commercial for seven minutes. It comes back. They're finally teeing off. You know, they've just been sitting around waiting for the commercial yeah. to end and go back on air. Can I, can I go back to the positives for a second? Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. My favorite bit of the whole thing is how much money they donated mm -hmm. and how much like individual people came out of the woodwork to donate. Like Brooks Kepka. Oh yeah. Is a thousand, is, is he, is he 200,000 deep? 300. No, no, that's, um, that's Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, that was Russell Wilson. Yes. Uh, uh, no, I think I think Brooks, Brooks Kepka basically yeah. said, "Hey Tom, if you if you make a par on, if you make a par on any of the front nine, in best ball format, I will donate a hundred thousand uh, dollars to my own charity." Yes. Then Tom hits a ridiculous birdie that nobody sees coming, but that's like I'm gonna I gotta I've gotta get to, we've gotta get to the actual place sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. And then at the end, Russell Wilson says. I'm gonna. I will give a uh, hundred thousand meals to anybody who puts it within twelve feet on the seventeenth hole, par three. Peyton Manning yep. does it. Um, well, Peyton Manning put it within two feet. He put it within two feet. That was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> that was a dart. Tom Brady puts it within twelve. He puts it to like eight feet. Yeah, and so does Phil Mickelson. The only person who's outside of twelve feet is Tiger Woods. Yep. So there you I go. You got Russell Wilson donating his own money. Yeah. The the negative to that, and I discussed this a lot last night, is that Michelob Ultra is offering twenty five million dollars for any hole in one to go to COVID relief. Mm -hmm. So there's four chances per hole. There's four par threes. Yep. So that's a hundred million dollars four times. That's four hundred million dollars. Now is this on one of those things that like you kept saying they're like this looks good. It looks good that they're willing to offer it. It does. To, to me, it doesn't look good. It looks like you've got $400 million sitting in a bank account. And if, if these golfers happen to win the lottery, you're going to donate that money. But it, it looks like you've got $400 million sitting around to play with while the rest of the country is under immense pressure to provide mm -hmm. for themselves. And I just thought it looked stupid and selfish. And at the end of it, if Michelob Ultra had said, well, if nobody gets a hole in one, we're still going to donate a hundred million dollars, a quarter of what we promised. If these hole in ones happened, I would mm -hmm. feel better about it. But I just feel like Michelob, it was just a scam. It was just a cheap scam to look good. And I didn't like it. Hot take. Hot take. I, there you go. That's my hot take. Uh, yeah. Let's isolate. Let's isolate that take. We'll, uh, we'll call out Michelob Ultra. Um, I 100% uh, I agree with you. The only reason I said it looked good is because it flashes their name up there with $25 million yeah. on the line. It does, it does say like $25 million in Michelob Ultra and big prints. And then at the very bottom, it says, if you make a hole in one. It does look good. You can't argue that it yeah. doesn't look yeah. good while it's up on the screen. Mm -hmm. Nobody, you know... And maybe, you know, maybe they do. Maybe everybody else has the same thought you do. Yeah. Um, are they going to say it? I don't know. Probably don't not. Know. Um, but that's why we're here to bit. say it. Yep, to say it. Next, <laughs> next negative bit. Tom Brady hates social distancing. Yep. He was to ready to everybody's high five hands. <laughs> and fist bump and hug and cough he so on over anybody. It. He hates it. 
Um, Do you think Tom Brady secretly had coronavirus and now is basically immune to it? So maybe. I mean, the other thing is, I have a feeling like Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods and anybody who's like in the professional golf realm where you're expected to shake hands with people at the end, like. I, I love this. I love that, like, Tiger Woods doesn't have to shake hands with Phil at the end and be like, good match. He can just be like, all right, bye. Yeah, screw you, dude. Like, more time to, you know what I mean? More time to, to talk to the analysts or whoever it is. Um, and then my, my last negative before we get into the, the, the big stuff is I didn't love the course. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because there weren't many aerial shots of it. Right. Or if it was because it was raining that hard or yeah. because it reminded – like I played a course like that down in Cancun. Mm-hmm. And when you start hitting it left or right into those like – into the jungle, because that's what it is. It's like palm tree jungles. It's like – it's not like there's any safety for you to find your ball and hit back out. It's really discouraging as a player to like get comfortable hitting fairways. Mm-hmm. You yeah, I so I think it had I think it has a lot of promise. Um what I found interesting is that Ricky Fowler shot a 62 there. Yeah. And he's he's not he has a course record and he's not the biggest hitter on course, which means it's it's it it does in retrospect look completely gettable. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the right word. Yeah. Um not to take away from Ricky Fowler's game whatsoever. No, he's got a ridiculous game. You know, I think, and I said this yesterday, if you put a tournament here, Mm -hmm. if you put a, you know, 150-man tournament here, you're going to see some incredibly low scoring, um, which I think would be fun because, I, you know, I think we all do like when the players beat the course because that's the point, right? It also helped that it was like it was Tiger Woods' home course. Yeah. Like, I, I get that. I understand that. I think that was a huge disadvantage to Phil. But then again, I think they did that on purpose because I think they want a third match more than anything else. Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely agree. And it but was I still think, closer yeah. than it should have been for Tiger's home course. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with no help from Tom Brady. Um, yeah. I think I think you're right that we didn't get to see aerial shots, so we didn't get to see the actual layout of the course. Yeah, which is something I do miss. It was all tee box shots. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all TrackMans. Now I do I do like seeing amateurs on TrackMan. Yeah, uh, just to see the difference and the inconsistencies. Woo! Uh, yeah, but uh, either way, yeah, yeah. But I I like um. I do like the course, and I think you do also miss with the weather. You miss the the greenery, and you miss the backdrop. Yeah. Um. Of of whatever's out there, because yeah. when when it's raining so hard like that, you really only see you know what's a hundred yards, two hundred yards in front of you. You yeah. don't get to see the whole the whole natural landscape yeah. of the course. So I think we saw, and we talked about this, the pictures from the day before during the practice round were gorgeous. Yeah. And it looked like a stellar club. And I yeah. know it's, I know medalist is a legendary course. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see sure. that in the daytime with drones and then give a, give a better opinion about it. I do think it has, um, it has the, the makings of a great place to see more tournaments. Yeah. But you're definitely right. The 
what we saw yesterday didn't do it any justice. Okay. So what? So we should probably get to the actual gameplay. So the front nine was best ball. So it was it was lowest score. Um, Peyton Manning played a lot better than I thought he was going to. Absolutely. He won two of the four holes on his own shooting birdie. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely felt like on the front nine, Phil and Tom were like, Tom wasn't doing anything. So Phil was just holding on for dear life. Yep. And doing very well. Yeah. Especially for it not being his home course. Like I said, I think I'm surprised Tiger didn't play much better at his home course. Yeah, and and you did you definitely Tiger taking the lines of somebody who knows the course. Yeah, and Phil's def, taking his own angles. Yeah, so Phil drives the green on I think it's seven, mm-hmm. lands it three feet from the pin and rolls over, and he's like, I think it's good, and Tiger's like sitting there, he's like, I'm not going to tell you, and the announcers, which is really cool, all the announcers are in all their ears in the beginning, yeah. so they're talking. And then you realize that you realize that I think it's the second hole in the middle of Phil's backswing, Trevor or Charles or somebody says something, and Phil just pulls out the mic as soon as he hits the ball wayward, or pulls out the earpiece as soon as he hits the ball wayward, and is just like, I, I can't, like, I'm not used to this yet. Yeah. Like, that's my backswing. This is $20 million. I'm not used to this yet. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> I I think there wasn't a lot of sportsmanship on the part of the commentators. Good. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think you do also have to pay respect to the people out there playing. I mean, Justin Thomas didn't do that, but no. the guy sitting in the in the, in the uh, they didn't like Chuck didn't understand glass box. I don't think they I don't think they knew that they were in their ears. They might they, not have. I think they just sort of thought that they were they were talking and people were listening to them. Like cuz normally you would talk through somebody's swing if you're in the box. Mhm. So I'm I'm assuming what happened after that is the producers knew to dial down the box in their ears so they didn't have to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 7th hole Tom Brady starts smack talking with Chuck. Chuck is starting to offer Charles Barkley, who who has the worst golf swing in the history of golf swings. He really does. Across the like, unde- it's the, one of the reasons he was my he was my captain for my Celebrity Ryder Cup team. But to be fair, he then motivated Tom Brady into hitting what would have been an eagle if he didn't go out of bounds first. I did not think I was going to see. Tom Brady hit a good golf shot the entire no. round. No. And to be fair, we spent the first hour and a half dogging on Tom Brady because he played so poorly. Hard dogging on Tom yeah. Brady. There was, I mean, to be fair, there was nothing else to do. All you saw at the bottom of the screen were Twitter drops of people just ragging on him. So by the, the most time... famous athletes you could think of saying mean things about Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, to the point where, where Brooks Kepka <laughs> puts $100,000 down that that a Tom Brady's not even going to make a single par on the front nine. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was fantastic. Charles yeah. Barkley offers his swing advice. 
Tom Brady hits a shot from 120 yards out. Yeah. Back spins it into the cup. And the only thing you hear is shut it, Chuck. Yeah. And I think he said, suck on that, Chuck. Did he? Yeah. (laughs) Suck on that, Chuck. But that was the most animated, like, we spend the entire, like, the so the first six holes, we're just worried that Tom Brady's not going to loosen up to play any golf. Yeah. Like, we were making jokes that he was going to put Justin Thomas in some TB12 gear and put him out for the back nine. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> just put some sunglasses yeah. on. Him. Nobody no, 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 I'm Tom Brady. Uh, just Giselle, tell him. Tell, yeah, we were just like, Tom Brady's going to drop his bag at the turn and drive home in his custom <laughs> golf cart. Like, he was playing so badly. He drops that. It turns around a little bit. Yeah, he does Phil, make an eagle putt. Yeah, Phil and Tom on the front nine are basically just sitting there going, we're willing them to miss shots, and somehow it's working. Yeah, Phil and Tom struggled to become a team on the front nine. Yeah. And we talked a lot about that, that they they did not find their groove until the yeah. back nine. Like, if that, that was, was the two of us, I would have walked up behind you on, like, the second or third hole – like smacked you on your butt real hard and been like, like unclenched, dude. Yeah. It, like it's it golf. Been, it would have been uh, Ricky and, and Matthew Wolf on 18 going, you just got to hit a golf shot here, man. Just hit yeah. a, hit a just, ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that was the other, I think it was so new to Phil. I think Phil on the second hole was just like, I'm tight. Like, I yeah. think, I think the second, I think it was the third hole. Phil's just like, I'm tight. And it's it's obvious that he's tight because he has no idea if Tom's going to be able to bring anything for eighteen holes. Yeah, I mean they're just they're just so competitive. It was amazing, amazing to watch. They go to the back nine. They start playing alternate shot, and mm-hmm. that's when Phil's coaching comes into its own. Oh yeah, it was it was gorgeous to yeah. to see that happen. I know that's yeah. kind of a weird thing to say about golf coaching. Yeah. But the switch that Phil Mickelson flips yeah. to turn from teammate to coach and just a playing partner. Yeah. Was it made all the difference yeah, it was on the amazing. back nine. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um Phil and Tiger win. They they go through 18, which I was very surprised that they finished 18 out. It took five and a half hours. But Tiger and Peyton go yeah. in one up on 18. They tie the final hole. And they call it a day. They call it a day. They get to stand there looking pretty with a $20 million check going to COVID relief. Incredible. Um. I was surprised at how infrequently the non-pros missed the fairway. Are you surprised? Yeah, well, especially because so the so the back nine was a modified alternate shot. So everybody took a tee ball, and then whoever's tee ball they liked the best, the opposite person would hit the second shot. So mm-hmm. for me, it's. It's so much more strategic. I loved it. Because I'm sitting there, you're going, you're going, okay, Phil's bombed it 300 yards middle of the fairway, but Tom's hit it 250 yards, and it's it's on the fairway. Would you rather have Tom Brady hit 100 yards to the green, or would you rather have Phil hit 150 yards to the green? And most of the time, they chose Phil. 
<laughs> yep. Which, to be fair, I think Bill and Tom could have won it if Tom had worked on his putting for two weeks, on just his putting. I think they could have won it had Tom Brady just taken irons or hybrids off the tee on every hole instead of trying the driver. No, no, no. I'm saying on the back nine specifically, they had the opportunity. Like Tom put him, uh, not Tom, Bill put him in position to make a few eight-footers and a few 15-footers for birdie. And you've got Phil giving him the exact line, and he just couldn't get the pace? Yeah. Like, if he if he put down the golf bag and worked on putting for two hours a day for a week, he would have made two of those, and they would have won. 100%. Because he missed 100%. two, like, he missed two close. I mean, Tiger missed a few close, but Tiger's the best putter in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he's got that much to work on to become a better putter. I'm saying, like, the holes in the the non-professional, in, in Peyton and Tom's games, you could see where if you filled those up, it would have been a different tournament entirely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what really impressed me was Peyton Manning's ability to put touch on the flat stick from off the green. That yeah. is a hard shot. Yeah putt from the fairway especially in those conditions and there was never a there was never a time where Peyton Manning didn't have the right touch on the ball to just put it within that gimme circle yeah yeah no and that's Super what I'm saying impressed. I felt like I felt like Tom didn't do that right like Tom missed the gimme circle by quite a while a few times or mm -hmm. he Donked it off the flag stick, or he just missed left. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, Tom had a lot of makeable things. Yeah, or makeable look. I think they didn't... did the right thing by putting Tom with Phil and putting Peyton with Tiger. But I would have liked to have seen it the other way around. Right, which is what liked, I was hoping for. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen Phil and Peyton just bantering the whole time and pulling Tom and Tiger out of their shells, like making them talk. Yep. It just didn't happen as much as it did. So Peyton and Tiger win twenty million. They win the match too, which that I mean that guarantees a, a third match, doesn't it? That's right. Best of yep. three. Best of three. Tiger's got a um, Tiger's got a belt buckle for himself now. <laughs> How much do you want to bet? Uh, Phil Phil goes onto social media and says. Uh, you just can't beat the originals, though, can you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think he's got some smack talk. I wouldn't be surprised if if he goes out there and says, re like, re like Tom if we do this again, anybody but Tom Brady. <laughs> anybody but Tom Brady. Yeah. We spent a long time on Hot Mike discussing their actual handicaps. And I was saying Tom would have had a hard time breaking 90. I don't think he broke 100 if you, if you add it all up. Yeah, you don't think he would have broken 100? No. And I think Peyton would have shot in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Pey Peyton was just a few strokes over par. Yeah. If, Peyton gave four, if Peyton gave Tom four strokes, he still would have won by 18. Yes. Like, it wasn't pretty. 
Yeah. You know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady don't go out there and play for money. They just play to play golf together. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, that's the other thing is like, we saw this on, I want to say it was the third or fourth hole. Tom Brady hits it off the tee into the water. There are red stakes there. And he doesn't know the rules of how to drop after he, he goes into a hazard. Yeah. And Trevor Immelman says, okay, so there's a red line there. And Tom Brady says, I don't see a red line. All I see are red stakes. And Trevor Immelman <laughs> has to explain that the red stakes make an imaginary line. And where he thinks he's crossing, he's got to drop. I mean, you should, lear- you should hopefully learn that in your first 20 rounds of golf. Your first probably three or four because you're going being, to be out I was, OB. I, I was being nice. <laughs> Because there's a difference between red stakes and white stakes. Yeah, sure. Because if the, if those were white stakes, he's back on the tee box. Yep. Like, then what? I don't think there were. I think there was very few white stakes, though, on the yeah. course, from what I understand. Yeah. There's not a lot of places to go OB. There's a lot of places to lose your ball. Yeah. But there's no, there's not really OB. Mm-hmm. So... So that was the I match. can't wait for the th- I can't wait for the third one. Yeah. I'm I was yep. I so I didn't really watch much of the first one. Um because I was working. We were doing a wedding that night. But mm. yeah, watching the entirety of the second one, I think we should send them our notes. Yep. Say do picture and do less commercials, do more banner ads. Like banner I don't ads. care. I don't care if the banner ad takes up 90% of the screen as long as you leave the audio of them driving from place to place. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have a problem with that. I they think want you should, their product on, on, the, on the screen also. I think you should be able to choose between which twosome you want to listen to for the entire thing. You should be able to switch between each one. Yeah, well, I mean, they have that, um, they have like, that like on, it's TNT. Go- on Golf Now. They have that. Yeah. Or not so Golf Now, Golf so Pass it was, or something. So it was on TNT. You put the whole thing on TNT. Mm-hmm. You put Tiger and Peyton on, on TBS. And you put Phil and Tom on USA. <laughs> and you just pick you just pick which coverage you want. And you just flip up and down from whichever coverage you want. Yeah. All right. I like that idea. We'll probably be talking about the match a little bit next week because it's um it's the only golf we have. Yeah. All right. It's time for us to put down our bag and hear from our sponsors. All right, if you guys are enjoying the Swingdom podcast, they're on your uh, Google machine. Go into the App Store on whichever device you have and download Hot Mic. Where we are Hot Mic, where we are, (laughs) where we are actually commentators. So you go on there, you download the app. You uh, sync it up to whatever golf broadcast you're watching on TV, and you join a watch party. So Hot Mike is a social app for live sports and TV. Watch along, listen, and interact with your choice of hosts, athletes, celebrities, friends, and more, all while watching the same game or show live and in sync. With Hot Mike, the choice is yours. Watch together even when you're not in the same room or the same state or the same country. Hot Mic lets you choose and connect with your favorite personalities, perfectly synced with your TV. Plus, you choose how you watch. Watch with any service, any screen, 
from anywhere. Go download Hot Mic. Use invite code GOLF, G-O-L-F. If G-O-L-F. Golf. Golf. Just like the thing you're listening to, just like the thing you're watching. Golf. Mm-hmm. If you're a new user, sign up with invite code GOLF. Let them know we sent you. And check it out. You can watch movies. You can watch documentaries. You can watch. You can watch other sports. But if you're watching golf, watch us. Watch us. We're the swingdom on Hot Mike. Hot Mike. You know what I love most about Hot Mike? What's that? You can show your appreciation by tipping us. That's right. Yeah. You can support this podcast by your without having to buy any other products. If you use our code, it directly affects us. But you can tip us as well. And one of the great things we did yesterday during the match was anything that was tipped to us, we doubled that and then donated it to COVID relief. So, Gunnar, how much did we end up donating to COVID relief? Well, we ended up donating $10 to COVID relief. Yeah, that's a lot for a little podcast like us. Yeah, and every little bit helps. It does. That buys a few boxes of, of gloves. It buys some masks. That's fine. We, yeah. You guys helped us out. We took that and we made a donation. So thank you all so much. You, you know what else I really like about Hot Mike? What? It's free. It is free. So then you don't have to pay for it and you can pay for us. Yeah. Go download Hot Mike. Go download Hot Mike. And now to your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunner Kane. That was a real good read. Thanks, Dad. That was such a good read. All right. Ben's not my dad. This is weird. I'm going to stop saying that. Yeah, that's from uh, the Tony Kornheiser show. So one day we'll be on the Tony Kornheiser show. We just don't know when. (laughs) One day. That's the dream, isn't it? To be on the Tony Kornheiser show. It's either be on the show or be mentioned in the show or get Michael Kornheiser to come on our show and talk golf and teach us about golf. Because we know about golf, but he's like a golf savant. Yes. He and talks I'm about all, swing planes and stuff. I just can't handle that. My favorite is we met him once, uh, The you and myself and my brother-in-law and my son. We got to spend 10 minutes with him talking about course design at TPC Potomac. Potomac. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. That if he a becomes a regular part. contributor to this show, I would be very, very, very happy about that. Shout out, Michael Kornheiser. Come on. Yep. Would you rather, would you rather, would you rather, da-da-da-da. Right, I need to talk to Dan about getting an actual Would You Rather song. We want one. Yep. All right. Yep. You want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. Uh, mine's simple. Mine has to do with last night's The Match. Would you rather play a round of golf at Augusta National? Uh, I know the answer to this one already. I know your answer. It's a bad, it's a bad question already. Go ahead. Ask it. Let okay. me hear it. Would you rather play a round of golf at Augusta National with Phil as your coach or Tiger as your caddy? Phil is my coach. I knew it. (laughs) I don't even know why you asked me. I don't know why I asked you that. That's ridiculous. All right. Let me, can I, can I, let me, let me just, let me just change it up real quick then. 
Fun. We're gonna. You're gonna have two. Would you rather's? And I'm gonna have zero. No, no. This is the same. Would you rather? I just. I just thought I'd spice it up a little bit. Fun. All right. So playing Augusta, Phil Mickelson mm-hmm. as your swing coach. Uh huh. But you have to use Hanma clubs. Sure. <laughs> okay. Never mind. It's done. I can't. I. I, yeah, I don't even. I don't even care. Your legs what you're are on say. fire. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not. I'm not playing around with Tiger Woods. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, if you if I get to play Augusta National with Phil Mickelson, that's it. Don't. I don't care what the. If I if I had to play Augusta National with Phil Mickelson in my underwear in front of forty thousand people, there's a damsel in distress on a train track. So you can either save her or play golf with with, with Phil Mc. No, I know the answer. It was a dumb one. I just I liked it from last night. I I just liked it as a thing from last night. I would do the same. I know you would. I, the quite, the problem is is this is this is the, <laughs> the only problem, right? Yeah. Tiger is a caddy. Oh. Tiger is a caddy. He's going to let you play your game, and he's just going to give you different points and different things to hit at, mm-hmm. which I I like a bit more. I'm not worried about my swing. I'm not worried about anything like that. Phil, as a swing coach, if he's trying to change your swing in the middle of the round at Augusta and it all goes belly up, you like I would get mad at Phil for being like, stop, stop coaching me. Like, let me play. Like, just give me the points. Like, tell me where to hit it. Yeah, I don't care as long as as long as I'm playing with Phil Mickelson, I'm good. All right, all right. Your I'll turn. just, I'll just do that. That what, I'll just do what he asks me to do. Yeah, and then forget it afterwards. Yeah, I'll I'll go through the struggle because I'm on Augusta National playing golf with Phil Mickelson. All right, I need to think. I'm going to think of a better one for next week. That was lame. All right, my apologies, fans. I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to go along the same vein here. Would you rather play the match? You're part of the match. Would you rather play with Phil Mickelson with Tom Brady's abilities? Or would you rather play with Tiger Woods with your own golfing abilities? Interesting. That was a lot of silence. So this is the thing. I was watching yesterday, and I'm, I'm sort of thinking to myself, like, in my, in my head, I feel like I'm of Tom Brady's caliber. Mm-hmm. But the more I watch Peyton, the more I realize I'm actually probably more of Peyton Peyton Manning's caliber. Mm-hmm. Like I like I'm a better golfer than Tom Brady. I would put a very small amount of money on that. A small amount, like, like two- se- seven to twelve dollars. Wow, I was gonna go lower. No, no, seven to twelve American dollars. None of that British stuff that costs more. It's too much money. Yeah. Um, so this is this is the thing. Cause I think you're in the same boat. If you were playing with like I'd rather play with Phil Mickelson, but but my abilities would be worse than they are now. 
And that mm-hmm. would be that would be obnoxious because I'm not a great golfer now. I'm an okay golfer, but I'm not a great golfer. I don't really want to be playing any worse than I have to. Right. That's why I thought um, this was good. You could decrease your abilities but play with the guy you want to. Yeah. Or keep your abilities and play with the guy you don't want to. I would keep my abilities and play with Tiger. I would. I would want to show off my game a little bit, even though it's not the most amazing game. I'd want to show off my game a little bit. And I think I think the coolest, like I think the coolest bit would be winning with Tiger Woods. That would be neat. Like being a winner, like I won this belt buckle with Tiger Woods. That would like be unless sick. unless you're on the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup or like happen to be at a Zurich Classic, like Nobody really gets to say that. Right. Like, I won this Ryder Cup with Tiger Woods. Like, he's been in five Ryder Cups. I don't know how many he's – I think he's won two or three. So, even, yeah, like, half the, half the guys on the Ryder Cup team actually have, like, a Ryder Cup trophy with Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be really cool. I also think I would have more fun heckling Phil than being with Phil and heckling Tiger. But that's just my personality. I, I like, you know, I think I think that I think that is also a positive. Look, I think just because kinda, we're, yeah, I think we're making I, me think. You're making yeah. me think of my own answer now because if I could trash talk against Phil Mickelson, that would be fun. Yeah, that's the only that's the only reason I'm sort of like I get like mine. It's like yeah, playing at Augusta, you guys are playing like one on one. He's trying to help you. You're still trash talking him anyway. But when mm-hmm. you're on the same team, you're trying to boost each other up. Whereas, like, if I was on Tiger's team, I'd be like, hey, Tiger, like, are you going to take this from him? Like, that's Phil flipping Mickelson. You're Tiger flipping Woods. Right. Like, I think one of the, one of the hot mic guys last night, I think um, he puts in their net worths. Hmm. Um, Tiger Woods' net worth is $800 million. Mm-hmm. Phil's is $400 million. Mm-hmm. Manning's is 250 million. And Tom Brady's is 180 million. Now, what they don't put into consideration is Tom Brady has taken a big hit on his income because for a his, long time. His wife Giselle. She makes she's, she makes a pretty shiny penny. She has a net worth of around 400 million. So between mm-hmm. the two of them, like so she makes as much, she's worth as much as Phil Mickelson. And then you've yep. got Tom Brady, who's probably worth two hundred million on top of that. Like that's six hundred million. You know what I mean? Like, They're none of these right. guys are worried about money, <laughs> right? Like, like they should be out there having fun playing. I do. I think you're right. I think they would. We should have seen that. Um, but yeah, I think I would have rather have won with Tiger. I think at that point, if you're playing four hours with Tiger Woods and you help him win something against Phil Mickelson, you guys are like blood brothers. You guys are friends yes. for you guys. You guys were in the trenches together. You have each other's cell phone numbers now. Yeah, like that's. I then mean, to me, like you, like I think it's a, probably a bit easier to get Phil's cell phone number than Tiger's. Yeah, and I think if you win with Tiger and trash talk Phil enough, Phil's gonna want to play with you again. That's true. Like Phil's gonna for want fun. those bragging rights back. Yeah. So I think playing with Tiger is the win-win here. Yeah, I you know what I'm I'm gonna go in that I'm gonna make the same pick, 
but it's not really the trash talking. That's just a, that's icing on the cake. <laughs> hey, Phil, I, winning. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I know I just said I would play hands down. I would, I would play terrible golf as long as I got to play with Phil Mickelson. Yep. But that was for fun. That was just a casual round at Augusta National. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's to win something, there is no way I'm gonna let my my golfing abilities decrease to the level of Tom Brady. <laughs> Ouch. Not, on, not only because I don't want to play that bad, but because I don't want to resemble Tom Brady in anything. Yeah. Okay. I see um, that. Not a fan. That's okay. fine. Uh, whatever. But. Um, yeah, I, mean, I would I'd also like. Want to, I'd also want to play against Tom Brady because I would just be like, "Have you have you heard of this thing called the helmet catch?" It would also give you a <laughs> chance to trash talk Tom Brady. Sign and me up. He I'm doesn't trash talk back, so it would just be unadulterated, unfiltered, continual smack talk. Like Peyton Manning did it beautifully. Yeah, like, and what's he, he going to do? Get mad? Was he, he going to quit? Yeah, he managed to smack talk <laughs> Tom Brady while being self-deprecating enough that you still love him. <laughs> yeah. like he just he he played that fine line so well whereas there were moments in the match where you saw tom brady like being like hey hit it in the bunker like hit it in the water which it's not good it's not great gamesmanship but you expect that from tom brady right so so yeah so i'm, I'm playing with tiger i'm keeping my skills i'm trash talking tom brady and phil mickelson Phil Mickelson's just asked me to play with him again in two weeks at his home course in Torrey Pines or wherever. I'm taking yep. my private jet over there because I'm I'm still worth four hundred million dollars, something ridiculous. All right, that's that's that. So Gunner, thank you for your would you rather. It was much better than mine. I apologize. I'll step it up next week. So yeah. So hey Gunner, what'd you do in golf this week? I've okay. taken the paint fill out of my putter. Needs new paint fill. I'm putting in black paint. Uh, I've got a brand new KBS. It is pretty difficult, yeah. Okay. I've got a I've got a new KBS putter shaft, tour putter shaft and brushed steel, so no glare. Um and putting that in there today, as a matter of fact. And yeah. um and I'm actually doing a custom putter for my daughter who wants glittery pink. So uh she has her own little putter, so I'm taking again, taking out out the paint fill, putting pink in there, and then we put glitter in the face of it. So it's so good. Does she have a, does she have a Scotty Cameron too? She does not know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So she, um, yeah. So you're 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 still not out on the golf course. You're just messing with clubs a bunch. Just messing with clubs. That's, that's all awesome. I'm doing. That's really cool. Yep. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh yeah. So um. So I'm just, I'm like, my golf course opened. They're doing twosomes only. I'm taking my cousin out who lives in my household, so it's extra safe. And I'm just playing lots of golf. I played really well the last That's couple awesome. of days. Um, I'm ready to buy some new clubs just because that's the fun thing to do, but I'm probably not going to for a bit longer. I'm just not hitting my driver far enough. Like, I'm hitting my driver about 240, 250, and I'd like to be hitting it about 270, 280. Right. I'm wondering if it's just an old driver. Yeah, it's lost its pop. Something like that. Like, it just lost its touch for me. So I'm I'm thinking about getting a new driver. Maybe like the Cobra F9 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Don't know how much I like the speed zone. They look like they're pretty much the exact same thing. So if I can save $100 by getting the 
F9 instead of the speed zone, I'm okay with that. Right. Um, so, and then, yeah, so then I've, I've, I kind of finished the yardage book. It looks really good. So I've got the paper version. I've got the actual like leather yardage book thing coming in today. So I'm going to put that into play this week. That'll be fun. Mostly it's just nice. so I can like, I can take notes out on the course. Cause right now I can't take, there's nowhere to take notes. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, the really cool thing is I'm starting working with, um, with the coach at my, with the, with the pro at my golf course. And I very specifically told him, I'm not too worried about changing my swing. Mm -hmm. I like my swing. I'm comfortable with my swing. There's a few things I need to work on in my swing, but like what I really want to focus on is my, like my golf game. So I can start getting better at competitive golf because that's something that most teachers, like most pros, they don't really, they're sort of like, okay, like let's work on your swing. Let's work on your swing. Let's work on your swing. And I'm at the point mm -hmm. now where I just want to like, I want to focus on playing golf. I feel like I yeah. know how to play golf. I just want to learn how to get better at golf. Yeah. Teach me how to play under pressure. Teach me how, teach me some course management. Yeah. Teach me how to just be competitive yeah. in it. I know how to hit the ball. Mm -hmm. Now let me hit the ball well when it matters. Yeah, like I've got my yardages and things. I've got like I've got all of the stuff in the bag that I could possibly need. Now right. I just got to learn how to put it together when I'm not feeling my best. Right. Yeah. No, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that this week. I'll fill you guys in on that next week. There's no golf this weekend, so like I said, we'll probably be watching the Tiger Slam stuff. Yep. Talk about the Tiger Slam bonus next pod. week. We'll talk about yeah. whatever news is out there. Um, thank you guys for listening to the Swingdom. You can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Please review us, rate us, and leave us a review. We really, really appreciate it. It helps us immensely. Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter at the Swingdom. We are. And the YouTube channel is now live. So please check out the YouTube channel at the Swingdom as well. We're going to have these podcasts posted up there, hopefully in video format. And, and we're going to be working on other videos as well. Like right now, I've got the first half of the yardage book up there. Mm -hmm. so I'll show you guys how to make your own yardage book like mine. Yeah, super exciting. Very, very exciting. All right, thanks, Gunner. Hey, thank you, Ben. I'll talk to you later. You sure will. All right, bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Swingdom. Remember, we're just two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given.